Well, good morning. It is always good to be together. Uh, It's especially good this morning to be reminded of how God finds us where we are, comes into our lives with grace and mercy, and brings healing. One of the things I love best uh, about the times that I've I've been blessed to, to preach or speak at Bar Church and be there is that nobody has on their Sunday best. And I'm not talking about their clothes. I'm talking about their lives. Uh, when I put this t-shirt on this morning, I thought, I don't, I don't know if I can pull this off. Kind of skinny. I'm not really filling it out the way I wish I could. And, uh, but there's this sense inside of me, uh, all these years later of being a part of church, that I need, I need to put my be- best foot forward, right? I need, I need for you to have a sense that I'm okay this morning, that I'm going to get through the sermon, uh, that it's going to go well, reasonably well, uh, and then hopefully it'll go so well that when you get to lunch, you won't be complaining about what I said or didn't say, right? That And I can't be the only person getting ready for church thinking through, how how can I kind of get through that obstacle course and make sure that everybody still thinks that I'm I'm normal, right? That I've got it all together. And it it strikes me that one of the things we got to be careful about on a day like today, you know, I watched that video and I'm overwhelmed at the sense of this vision that that God placed not only in Ken's heart, but in other people's hearts as well, right? That that what Jesus models for us when he leaves the throne room of heaven to come to earth is that he doesn't wait for us to figure out how to get things all pulled together so that we can be good enough to get to him. He finds a way to get to us. But in a, in a day like today where we're celebrating uh, the fifth birthday of Bar Church, I wasn't here five years ago, but I have this swell of pride in my heart of look what we've done. We didn't do any of it. Not really. And, and it reveals, I think, this struggle of, of even in a moment like today, we might compare ourselves to each other. And some of us might feel, I don't know, like, we, like we've accomplished something for other people and that we should be proud of that. And, and I get that whole sense. But it strikes me like there could be some of us in this room who might feel like we're well, we've got things more pulled together than others of us in this room. And, and it seems to me if we went to God and we had that conversation, it'd be like a bunch of students. And this is on my mind because I'm getting all kinds of emails from students asking me if there's anything they can do to get their grade up now that the semester's over. <laughs> Any other professors getting those emails right now? And it's like, <laughs> those of us who are really impressed would be like, I really think I should have a D plus, God. Really? You know, instead of a D, I think I I deserve a D plus. And it's just, it's all grace, right? Our relationship with God is not about grades and who's doing better and who's not doing better and who's honest about it and who might be able to cover it up. We all come this morning with things in our lives that shouldn't be there. We all come this morning with a long way left to go. And so I would hope that on a day like today, we could tap into that love of Mother's Day. That love of grace 
that's there before the offense. Forgiveness that's there before the mistake. That's stronger than the mistakes. That can look at each one of us and say, whether it was our mother or someone who's been like a true mother to us, it really doesn't matter. Your performance really doesn't come into play when it comes to how much I love you and care for you. And that that's really not just the love of Mother's Day, it's, it's the love of God that we have experienced through people who've been like mothers to us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul writes these words. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, and you're known and and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we're competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Today is not a day for any one of us to take credit. Today is a day for us, all of us, to come together as one body of Christ and celebrate the many different ways that Jesus finds a way to each one of us. And that if we're going, as a church, if we're going to ask ourselves, what's the proof of our ministry? It's here. It's us. And Paul would say, and it's not the proof of our ministry anyway. It's the proof of Jesus' ministry. So I want to take some time this morning to read those letters. It's okay, it happens to all of us once or twice on our phone. Don't worry about it. You fit right in. That, that today is a day for us to read the letters that Jesus is writing to us among us. To see what is it. That we have to be thankful for. What is it that we should be celebrating? So I want to invite Chris Leonard, Jerry Meeks, and Lloyd Simons, if you would, join me on the stage. And we have a... We're going to try to use a, a camera this morning to give, especially those of you who are back here who can't see their faces. We're going to try to see if we can show their faces. I will not be in the shot, mercifully. So you guys, just find your seats here. And again, like I said, you got to hold those mics close when you're, when you're talking. Uh, Chris, we're going to go ahead and start with you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> had to start with someone. Can you just share a little bit with us about how you found out about Bar Church and and as you heard about it, what what made you feel like you needed to to go and see what was happening there? Wow, I uh, I was raised in the church, Church of Christ, as a matter of fact. Dad's a preacher, missionary. So I grew up with, no offense, the pretentiousness sometimes of coming to church. 
and being around that leadership where everything had to look really good. Perfect. <laughs> I ain't seen a perfect person in here yet. Well, maybe Shant, my wife, Enchanted, maybe that's about it. <clears throat> good save, good save. <laughs> but I, I, was, I was driving a truck. I was getting an oil change in that truck at the Texas Big Lube. Uh, Ivan um, Payne uh, owns that, and um, I tend to eavesdrop. And so I heard them talking about needing a bus driver, and I had a CDL. And, uh, and I don't know about y'all, but the Holy Spirit works on me. And I, I, it ate on me, and it ate on me. And long story short, I went the whole week, and finally that Friday at payday, I went to go cash my check. It was lunchtime. I drove all the way down there and said, hey, what do you need? So I showed up, and uh, I was blessed. Uh, bar church didn't need me. I needed bar church. And, uh, I mean... They let me preach. They let me minister in music. I mean, I've just, I never was a bench warmer. I wanted to be on the field. So that's how I ended up there. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Lloyd, you got quite a backstory. How, yes, how did you get from where you were to Bar Church? What, what, what have you been through? What has God brought you through? Well, uh, I'm a recovering drug addict. I've got just over 14 years clean time. Uh, I had been going to a little church, and there was differences of opinions in the church. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There were differences of opinion in the church? And the church split, so I went with uh, some friends and my daughter to Bar Church, and I felt the warmth and love that I felt at my home church, and I've been going ever since. Praise God. What, how would you describe your role there at Bar Church? I get there early and help set up chairs and help set up the communion uh, I just recently lost my daughter, and so sorry. Uh, it gives me a, a place that I feel at home. Uh, I feel her presence there. You feel her presence at church? Yeah. What a blessing that is. What a blessing that is. Thank you. Jerry, can you, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you not only have a, a place at Bar Church, but you're also a part of the 180 House. Um, can you kind of talk about how those two different organizations are, are a place you found home? Sure, I'd be glad to. Normally I start with, a, I didn't do it, nobody saw me, you can't prove a thing. But Actually, I'm not at the 180 right now. Uh, about, okay. about four years ago, um, I just couldn't take life as it was any longer. I had to get some things straight. I moved to the 180. I was there for a little over five months. Um, I found accountability, responsibility, and also found consequences there, which is necessary when you're early in recovery. Well, uh, I did pretty good for about five months, as I said. Uh, I guess the resentments got the best of me. The resentments of the disease, um, I became complacent, uh, overconfident, and I went back out very hard for about a year. I finally got enough sense and a near-death experience to, to, to go to treatment. I went to long-term treatment in Georgia for six months. Um, it was miserable, 
but it was something I needed. But I knew when I got back to Abilene, and I did want to kiss the pavement, or actually the, the tarmac when I got back, because, you know, George is all right, but it's not Abilene. It's Abilene's home. But uh, I went back to the 180. Um, Richard Kennedy is, is not only a friend of mine, he's also like a sponsor. He's not my sponsor, but he's like a sponsor. Once again, I, I knew that even after six months of treatment, I needed accountability, responsibility, and the threat of consequences, because yeah. every, every addict, every alcoholic does need that. Yeah. So I stayed that time for seven months, uh, got out. Actually, I tried for three months, but God didn't see the time for me to leave. So at seven months, uh, everything fell together. I got an apartment. I've been there for almost eight months. Uh, God's blessed me in so many ways, and Bar Church is, is a big blessing for me. Yeah, what, let's talk a little bit more about that. What, what's your place at Bar Church? What does it mean to you to be there? Did we bump it and turn it off? Hello, hello. Oh, okay, we're good. Okay. I'm, I'm just so glad to have a place there. Um, about this time last year, maybe a little later in the year, we were having a consistent, like, I don't know, 35 to 45, sometimes over 50 people come to the recovery meetings. Yeah. And it was kind of a new group all at once, and some of the people that had, that had been there for a while, they have papers that we sign weekly. And somebody said, well, who do I give it to? And they said, well, give it to Jerry. Well, who's Jerry? What does he do here? I said, well, I don't know. He's either, you could call him a Sunday school t- teacher or, or maybe uh, the Reverend of Recovery. The Reverend and of I, Recovery. I, I, you know, it didn't you stick. You need a t-shirt with I, that. It yeah. didn't stick, but I really like yeah, that. I like Actually, each Sunday what I get to do is I get to, uh, in, in, a, in a, a, con- a convictional or a, a regular AA or NA meeting, which is Alcoholics Anonymous, so they, they have a chairperson. Yeah. That uh, basically just leads the meeting and shows how it goes. Well, actually, we've we've turned it into more of a, a recovery group, uh, sort of a process group. Um, basically, my job is just to listen and uh, to bring a topic each week or several topics each week that somebody can actually spill their heart about. I yeah. mean, get down to the bottom of their recovery to get people to participate in their recovery because it's so important, so important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you as you three think about the fact that this is the the fifth birthday of Bar Church, right? We think about all the ways, got to see in that video, some of the ways that God has been faithful over the past five years. As you think about the next five years, what hope, what vision do you have for God to work through Bar Church? I'll start with you. To continue, um, to continue and reach out to, um, and I hate to say these people, because they're not just these people. They're people just like you. Um, they don't cover up their sin or their weaknesses as easy as, as good as some of you do. And I don't, I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, but that's what I love about these folks. When I first showed up there, my first impression was the Corinthian church. And if you understand the Corinthian church at all, it was a mess, man. And we're all a mess. We're all a mess, but you know what? We, we don't try and hide it and cover it up. And I'd, I want to see it maybe reach out a little further somehow. Uh, I've gotten through Bar Church. Uh, I, I've gotten into prison ministry. Um, and so that has blessed me. I, I would like to see it grow and maybe some, some things come in where maybe we can help with the children that come in with the parents. Yeah. Um, that would be nice, and um, I just want to see it grow, and that's and and watch them grow in grace. Maybe some extra 
help with helping them to get back into the job world, paying their own rent, buying a car, those life-taught things that come maybe so natural to some of us. When you've gone through a difficult time in your life and you've been rock bottom on your face, it's hard to come back out of. So that's that's what I'd like to see. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Lloyd, what do you hope to see in the next few years? I'd like to see uh, the families get more involved, the children, because if we don't, if we don't teach our children young the love and the mercy of God, then look at all the turmoil that's happening with our young people today, the drugs, the alcohol. And I would just like to see the recovery meeting continue to grow and the church continue to grow. As As you think about life controlling struggles like addiction with drugs and alcohol and you look at all the organizations that are out there and then you think about bar church you think about having an approach to faith when it comes to addiction recovery what's different about that how does jesus make that recovery different because with the recovery meeting at bar church it's not na it's not aa it's christian based And if you don't put God first, you'll never succeed. And uh, we're we're all just one bad decision away from doing something stupid. And uh, I get up every morning and I thank Jesus for allowing me to wake up. And then I do the same thing every night. I thank you for giving me another day clean and sober. Uh, I don't go to organized meetings anymore. uh, But I I really like what's going on at Bar Church and plan to continue going there. Thank you, Lloyd. Jerry, when you think about the next five years, what, what are you hoping for? I don't know, thanks to Bar Church, actually, I can happily think about the next five years because before that, before, before the church, I couldn't. I mean, it's my home. I would, I would just like to see us go in the same direction we're going. I, I want it to continue to grow, although we don't have a lot of room, actually. Um, I'd like for the, the church to become self-supporting. I mean, I just want to see more people come and find Jesus Christ, and then they can find their recovery. Without Jesus Christ, it's impossible. I mean, there, there are people that white-knuckle it through the anonymous programs day in, day out, but you're white-knuckling it. Yeah. Our program's not about being sober. It's about being happy in the Lord. I mean, that's what we go for weekly, every week. Mm. And I just want to grow. I told uh, the owner, Richard, I said, you know, when I win the lottery, I'm buying the building, and we're going to build over it. But uh, <laughs> you have to buy a ticket to do that, and I don't yeah. do that. So, <laughs> Thank you. I want to give uh, you, you the time. In front of this church, Ken and Shannon and Clay and Paris's and all the people, you have a chance here to just speak from your heart. Chris, you have a you have a, a time limit a little bit you need to put in your mind because I know you can get going. But <laughs> and I have to give myself that pep talk every time I get up here, so it's okay. 
I just, I want you to be able to say whatever you want to say from your heart to this church family. This is your last question, so you don't have to save anything for later. What, what would you like to say? Whew, it's hard. <clears throat> I'm grateful. I really am. Uh, nobody else wanted me, but you did. And uh, I, I didn't have the degrees to on my name to uh, satisfy some other gatherings. But you just said, you want to help? We'll take you. And I appreciate Southern Hills for having that vision, for supporting that vision. And I would just so much encourage you to give more if possible. Um, these people really do love God just as much as you do. And uh, sometimes we don't look as good doing it, but bless God, we're doing it. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity for me to minister, and thank you for loving all the people that, that show up there. I'm grateful. Thank you very much. Thank you. You guys want to add anything? I'd just like to thank Shannon especially. Uh, since losing my daughter, I've really been having a hard time. And she and a lot of people at the church have stuck her by my side. And I really love it. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to continue going to Bar Church and get more involved uh, because hopefully someday I'll get my grandson back and he needs a Christian atmosphere too. Thank you, Lloyd. Oh, there's so many people to thank at Bar Church. Uh, Mark, Mark gets up and teaches us a lesson almost every Sunday. Sometimes he's not there. And it's a lesson that we can understand. Yeah. I, I haven't seen Don here today, but Don, this gentleman, when, when he teaches us a lesson, it's like a step-by-step -step guide to redemption. I mean, it's like, and you know when he stops, if, if, if his time's over, yeah. he comes back the next week. And some of us even ask, we're like, you know, we, this is where you left off. You need to keep going. Yeah, I don't get the, that question. Clay and Shannon, myself, I mean, so, so. you don't get that. Huh? That's impressive, yeah. Well, we'll pray for you. <laughs> Please. Uh, Clay and Shannon, they're just uh, the strength of, of our Bar Church community. Uh, you wouldn't believe the coordination that they have oh, to yeah. go through just to put this thing yeah. on every Sunday. Yeah. And it is a performance, actually. We're performing for our God. Yeah. And we hope he's pleased with us. Um, there's Ivan that drives the bus. Um, Gosh, I could go on and on. Of course, Chris, you know, Chris hasn't been with us a whole long time, but when he stepped through that door, he was daunted with the armor of God and ready to do battle. Yeah. He does our Bible studies at yeah. the 82, and y'all, that is so important. Sometimes they don't realize it until they actually do come to church. But, you know, I, I just really thank God for the passion that he's put in, into these people that work at Bar Church. Yeah. The passion that he's given me for, for not, not only recovery, 
but, but for his word. And, and, and the reason being, I just I had to write this down because my memory's not so good. Last year alone, y'all, 64,000 people died of drug overdoses in the United States. Last year, 88,000 people died of alcoholism and alcohol-related fatalities. Each week at Bar Church, if we can help one person, one person to find Jesus Christ and find his personal Savior and get his recovery going, then it will snowball. It'll go down the line. And, and at the end of the day, lives are saved. That's what Bar Church is about. Thank you. Thank you. So if you work with Bar Church in any way, I want you to stand now. If you work in any way, if you consider yourself serving, ministering, doesn't have to be official, stand up. If you were one of the elders on the eldership that prayed and made the decision for Bar Church to, to become a ministry, I want you to stand up. I want to I thank you for the courage and the vision to be a part of this. And I want all the Bar Church folks that have come to visit, especially this morning, but I want you to get in the middle here. We do this at Southern Hills. We want to pray over each one of you. So go ahead. You guys did great. You can get off the stage. Go in the middle. No, no. And I want our church, as you get there in the middle, I want everybody who can to get up and surround them as we pray. For God to continue to bless and work through Bar Church in the years to come. And those of you in the balcony, you can surround them in your hearts, okay? If you feel comfortable putting your hand towards them, you can do that as well. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much. That your invitation to each one of us is always come as you are. Uh, bring your, your triumphs and your blessings, but bring your burdens and your, your brokenness as well, God. We thank you for the healing ministry of Jesus. We thank you for the fact that there isn't a single one of us in this room that deserves any more than the other to be here. So God, we pray that as you are at the center of our future, our shared future together, we lift up especially this morning our sister congregation, Bar Church, and we ask that you would pour your spirit into that place, that you would continue to use your spirit to guide those people, to give them strength, to give them wisdom. And we pray for the city of Abilene and all the people in it who struggle with substance abuse, life-controlling addictions, God, we believe the church is called to drive away the darkness anywhere it exists and in any way that we can, God. And so we pray that you would give us the tools we need to help people come back to their true selves again, to their sober selves again, God, and be the kinds of people you created them to be. We thank you so much for the fact that Jesus can not only forgive us, but he can recreate us. It's in his name we pray. Amen.